On Shabbos, we read about the most famous shver in Jewish history, Yisroi Choysem Moshe, Yisroi, the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu. So what motivated Yisroi to join Klal Yisrael? So the Gemara says he heard about Matan Torah, the great revelation at Har Sinai. If that's the case, the sequence recorded in the Torah is not in chronological order. Why did the Torah place the story of Yisroi before Matan Torah? So I saw a beautiful explanation for Rav Shach. By placing the episode of Yisroi before Kabbalah Satira, the Torah wants to teach us a great midah of Yisroi that we can all emulate. Yisroi was the paradigmatic listener. The Pasik says, Vayishma Yisroi. Yisroi wasn't just a passive listener, a listener by rote. He was an active listener. He listened with great attention and diligence. The Pasik says, Shomu Amimir Gazin. All the nations of the world heard about Hashem intervening with nature by Kriyas Yamsuf and the other great miracles that were performed on behalf of the Jewish people. It was all over the news. Mainstream media, social media, the network stopped their regularly scheduled programming and went wall-to-wall coverage with Kriyas Yamsuf. Everyone tuned in for a few moments, but then switched the channel. However, Yisra heard about it and it made an impact on him. Rashi asks, Ma Shmua Shama? Rashi uses a double language of hearing. Yisra's listening wasn't superficial. It was a deep understanding of the spoken word. And Rashi adds another word, Iva. He came. Yisra got up off his recliner and did something. Yisra left everything behind, traveled to the desert and joined Kal Yisrael. Yisra was influenced by what he heard. He took it as a call for action. He said, history is being made and I need to investigate this. We hear things every day. We hear about a terrorist attack on our brothers in Israel. We hear about an earthquake in the Middle East where tens of thousands of people lost their lives. We hear about young people in our community that are dealing with grave illnesses. But does it make us spring into action? Do we do anything differently? Or is it business as usual? By naming a parsha after Yisra, the Torah is teaching us that true hearing means choosing to be affected by what we hear and read and taking action and making a commitment to make a difference. Along those lines, there's an amazing idea from Chaim Shmulevitz. He says, Chazal say, At the splitting of the Amsif, even a maidservant was able to perceive what the Novi Yecheskel couldn't grasp with his prophecy. As Rukhaim Shmulevitz, if a maidservant was capable of such clarity, if a shivcha experienced such a powerful revelation of Hashem, why refer to her as a shivcha? Why don't we know of any Navi called shivcha? We know of Yecheskel, we have a Sefer Yecheskel, we know about his greatness, but we don't know anything about the shivcha. What's her name? What's her prophecy? And Rukhaim Shmulevitz gave a classic answer. You know why she remains anonymous? Because she remained a servant. This watershed moment in world history didn't change her. It had absolutely no impact on her. If a person doesn't commit to allowing a unique moment in their life to alter their perception, they will remain completely unchanged, no matter how moving that experience was. Kal Yisrael did not let that moment pass. They did something about it. At Kriyas Yamsuf, the Jewish people exclaimed in unison, Zekeli Vanveyu. They implied, we will take this moment of inspiration with us, Vanveyu, by building a Beis Amikdash, a home and a dwelling place for Kaddish Baruch Hu. 
The Eden said, we will not let this incredible moment pass. And the best way for us to remember this seminal moment is by building the Beis HaMikdash, a place of Ashra Sashkina, a place where we can constantly go and regain and relive this unbelievable connection and closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu we just experienced. Rabshon Rabashkin said an incredible story. When he was in prison, he met a man. He looked very decent, very well spoken. And frankly, he said, he looked a little bit out of place there. One day, Rabshon struck up a conversation with him. What are you in for? He asked him. He tells him, Rabbi, you wouldn't believe it. I live in close proximity to the Jewish community in Lakewood. And I'm serving a life sentence without parole for committing murder in the first degree. And this is so out of character for me. I never had a criminal record. Never even so much as a parking ticket. So what happened, he asked him. He says, one day I was at work and someone got me angry and I saw a knife on the table. I picked it up and stabbed him. And the guy later died and they deemed it as premeditated murder. So now I'm doing life. Absalom asked him, what got into you to commit such a heinous act? He says, just a few days before the incident, I was watching this violent movie and I remembered that this is exactly what happened to the character in the movie. Someone upset him, he picked up a sharp object and stabbed the guy. So I copied him. I did exactly what he did. And now I'm in here for the rest of my life. Anytime we witness something or we hear something, subconsciously it has an indelible impact on us. We have to take the necessary steps to have it influence us in the most positive way. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.